Hello, guys. Welcome back to Board Draw. Your lovely football podcast, mate. We're back. We're back. Your your favourite footballer's favourite football podcast. It's back. The season is so nearly upon us. And today we're going to be discussing everyone's favourite competition in the entire sporting world. It's Community Shield, mate. Community Shield comes around and that tells you, ding, 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 the season's just around the corner. Let's bloody go. Everyone sort of pretends they don't really care about it, but everyone's so excited for just a little bit of football. That everybody tunes in. 100%. No, exactly. It's all about building up to the season. It builds anticipation. You get your first look at the two best performing English teams most of the time. Yeah, I was going to say, normally it's not. It's the best performing English team and then just some rogue team. But the last couple of seasons, so it was Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, it's normally Man City and someone else, yeah, to that's be fair. It. And this season, it's Man City versus my boys, Arsenal. But yeah, no, exactly. It's going to be an entertaining fixture. It always is. Like last year, it was uh, Liverpool City yeah. and Liverpool came out really good. Yeah, yeah. Haaland had a bit of a stinker that Darwin day. And everyone, a was, game. everyone was like, oh, Haaland might not cut it. That was off the back of Rory Jennings being like, oh, he's going to have a stink up. Yeah, like an so... indicate, like an early vindication. Yeah, and, and then he there. just absolutely went crazy. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, in, it's always an interesting game to watch because you never really know what's going to happen. But today we're going to have a little discussion of these two teams sort of pre-season, yep. what they've done in the transfer window. If you want to go check out their um, season preview videos, go over and have a look at that. We've covered every single team. So if you want to get caught up, just before the season starts, a nice little 10, 15 minute videos. Have a look through them. Go check out our YouTube channel, mate. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music or just on our podcast platforms, we've got a YouTube channel and it slaps and you can see our lovely faces. You can see our very makeshift studio. All the gear, no idea. That is us. Absolutely, Actually, like half the gear and no idea. Half the gear. And Some idea. Maybe somewhere there. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about sort of what Arsenal have been up to in the transfer window because it's been a very interesting transfer window for them. Yeah. Um, the main talking point is obviously one Declan Rice who, who has been brought in to play what kind of role? Because early indication was that he was going to be playing a deep holding six and filling in for Thomas Partey who looked to be leaving the club. Yeah, Saudi Arabia was sniffing around. Or, t- uh, or Italy, I yeah. believe. But yeah, it looks now like Thomas Partey is going to stay. I believe uh, in their last preseason game against Monaco, he played well. Yeah, Thomas Partey was that holding six, and then you had Declan Rice in a sort of like a left eight role. Do you want to talk about that and sort yeah. of what we can what we can expect from Declan Rice? I think this will be an exciting game for Declan Rice because obviously the two teams that were in for him in the summer were us and Manchester City. So, and he picked the Arsenal project mainly because of Arteta is what he said in his kind of um, signing interviews and stuff. And so I think a lot of the spotlight will be on him. Obviously, there's players that City have got like Haaland and Grealish and that that will be on crowd as always. But yeah, I think a lot of it will be kind of seeing how Arsenal will respond to kind of bottling last season. And that kind of all stemmed from when we played Man City in the league at the Etihad and got slapped 4-1. So I think this will be quite a good barometer in how we've kind of Obviously, you can't put too much stock in the Community Shield because it is still pre-season. But the problem is, is like if you if you go on and you lose this game, it could be it could instantly set your mindset as 
how close can we, how cl- yeah. close can we get to see? Yeah, if but we, if you go in and win this game, yeah, win or just how, how, a nice tight like, game, yeah, or you put in a good performance, Mate, you lose on pens or something. Slap four one again, like you said, we go into this season thinking even if we have the best season ever. Every time we get round to playing Man City and we get slapped, we're, that's six points dropped every time. 100%. And so. I, I agree. I think you've really got to go out here and set a, Big a precedent for the rest of your season. because, Like you say, you can only put so much stock into it. It is the community shield. But like you say, if you come out of this with a win, I know it's like it's half a trophy or whatever, but it sets... The season begins literally the week after. Exactly. So there is no better time to get kicking and get going. And you could get one over on the biggest, your biggest rival in the Premier League at the minute. Indeed. And I think this is a good segue into talking about Declan Rice because I think our problem, and Gabriel Jesus said it at the end of the season, was like a lot of our team haven't won anything before. They're all young. And so bringing in Declan Rice, yes, he hasn't won the Prem or whatever, but he's just won silverware. He's West Ham captain. Um, Gabriel Jesus is injured and we'll talk about that a bit. Having a lot of players now, I think this summer what we've done... Oh, you've, they just all won the Emirates Cup. Oh, side point. Did you see the um, reaction to us like when we lift the trophy? The trophy lifted and it's all clapping. Yeah, it was all a bit dead. And then Spurs, when they lifted the Tiger Cup, Tiger Cup they were like tops off fucking levels, mate. But yeah, I think what Declan Rice brings is a steeliness, a kind of uh, desire to win, a winning mentality that not that these, team, these, these uh, group of players don't have, but I think it's just like a level up. And a lot of people have been taking piss out of the Havert signing, but he's won the Champions League, mate. So there's winning mentality getting brought into this Arsenal team. But let's talk about Declan Rice. I think what he brings in this game specifically is physicality. I physicality, think I think it also makes the job of City's attacking line, that sort of connection between their midfield and their forward line, much harder. It makes their mm. jobs ten times harder because they've got one of the best defensive units in the in the league in Arsenal, especially when they've got Saliba and Gabriel mm-hmm. as a part of duo in the back. Now you've just you've literally got Thomas Partey and Declan Rice sitting in front of that, that defensive line. Yeah, exactly that. I think what happened when we went to the Etihad and lost four one is we just got bullied physically. They have such a big team now. They had on that day Haaland, De Bruyne, Rodri, Stones, Diaz, they, Carl Walker, even just bullying our team. And like, I love Odegaard. I love all our kind of boys, but some of them... You phys- love your young boys. I love my young, youngie boys. But um, some of them physically just aren't at the level of players like, I don't know, De Bruyne or Haaland or whatever. Yeah, these. I Rodgers. mean, a lot of City's team are just freaks of nature, aren't they? Like, look at Haaland. He's just, why is he that big? Exactly that, mate. And so I think what Declan Rice does is a midfield unit of Odegaard, Declan Rice and Party can match the physical battle in the midfield and I think so for me Declan Rice won't always play that left eight I think he plays that left eight in games where it's going to be a tough game we're playing one of the better teams in the league playing like a Champions League game against a good team and we need solidity in the midfield and him and party they bring that and then a game where maybe we're going to dictate the ball a lot more we're going to just be looking up looking to open up a deep lying kind of back line maybe you play him as the deeper six or party as the deeper six and you play Havertz or Smith Rowe as the left eight Odegaard at the right hand side eight and so I think Declan Rice will have a mixture of positions for Arsenal but in this game I think he will play that left eight alongside Thomas Party. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think he offers something way different to what Granite Xhaka does. Mm. But I worry about it offensively, maybe. Yeah. I think Xhaka's role in creating starting attacks was very underrated. And he was always perfectly arriving at the edge of the box. Yeah. Like, how many screamers did he score from the edge of the yeah. box? He just I hit think... it hard and low, like some daisy cutters. Yeah. And he, he would score. He, he had like a fairly decent yeah, amount yeah. of goal contributions, for, yeah. especially last double, season. Double digits. I'm worried that Declan Rice is not going to have that same impact going forward. Mm, I think... And I don't know if Arteta's looking for him to do that. But I, th- I think I know what you're going to say. So you're, you're, And I completely agree with you. In what games, am I going to say? In games like this against Man City, you, you're not going to dominate the ball. You want to be able to cut your passing lanes. You can play almost like a box midfield with have have um, especially now that Jesus is out. You're going to have sort of like Martinelli, Saka really far pushed out wide, stretching the lines, mm. pinning back their fullbacks. You have a box midfield. I think even like you have like Trossard dropping down with uh, Odegaard, and then you got Rice and Party. I like it. I think that's going to really condense the midfield. It cuts off like the two channels between um, mm. the inside um, centre backs and the fullbacks. And it I makes like it a lot harder for teams to break you down. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Condenses the space a lot. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And I think, like you say, in the games where you're going to... Do- say you're playing against like Luton or something, no disrespect to Luton, but a game where Arsenal expected to dominate the ball, they're not going to be under as much pressure. I think you play one of Party or Rice. Yeah, definitely. And then you play Havertz or Smith-Rowe. creative. In that left-eight role. Yeah. I think what I was going to say about Declan Rice before you went on a bender... <laughs> but I, I was going to say that Declan Rice, yes, isn't as um, attackingly savvy as Xhaka, but I think he's never had the opportunity to indulge in that Agree. under West Ham. He had quite a restricted defensive role. And so I think as time goes by, I think that was one of the things that made him want to sign for Arsenal is that he felt like he could learn that kind of side of his game and develop. So I think obviously right now he's probably, well, he's definitely not, as attackingly um, savvy as Granite Xhaka and probably won't be for a couple of seasons. But I think as he develops, he'll learn that side of the game. But I think, yeah, right now, like you said, in games where we're looking to dominate, you play Havertz there. He's He has a lot of stick for not being able to find the back of the net. But I think he will, be, he will come good in that kind of... When the attacking burden isn't solely on him, I think he'll thrive. And then, yeah, even like Smith-Rowe, who looked really good against Monaco in preseason. So I think, yeah, Declan Rice will feature a lot, but he'll have a mixture of kind of vibes. But yeah, for this game, no Granit, uh, not Granit Xhaka, obviously there's no Granit Xhaka, no Gabriel Jesus, because he's out with a knee injury, bless him. Not ideal. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of fans clamouring for Trossard to start, because we started with Eddie up top against Monaco. Eddie had a good game. I think he looks good. And at the start of the season, you asked me... Him or Balogun? Eddie or Balogun. And I said Balogun. I disagree with myself now. I'd keep Eddie and sell Balogun. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And so... I think Balogun's got like... He's gonna have, he had, I think he's going to have a player who had one good season. And within a couple of years, if you don't sell him, you wish you sold him. Before oh, yeah. I think we will get rid of him. Arteta got asked when Gabriel Jesus... Well, we found out Gabriel Jesus had a knee injury. And someone asked him, does this change your plans for Balogun? And he said, no, the Balogun plans are still the same. Didn't say, oh, yeah, we're going to sell him. But he said the Balogun plans are still the same, which I assume means they're going to sell him. I like the Trossard in the sort of like false nine forward role. So I think it, it creates so much, di- like it creates attacking diversity that defenders don't really know what to deal with. 
and Trossard is such a dangerous player. One thing we've always said about Trossard, high IQ player. Yeah, higher, exactly. So good. You've got a forward line of Martinelli, Trossard and Saka. That is technical ability to like the top tier. Mm. That is attacking intelligence. That is power, that's pace. That Yeah, it's, 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 it's scary. It's good. It's, good. It's, it's really, really scary to play against. Gabriel Martinelli looks like a player on crud right now. He's had such a good preseason. I love that boy. I think he's going to have a fantastic season again. Like He had such good numbers last season. Had a little bit of injury, um, which hampered his sort of total output. But he, what did he get, like 16 goals or something last season? Good boy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazily, almost underrated in my opinion. Very underrated. Um, but Kyle Saka sort of had, he, he fell off towards the end of last season. I think it was just wear and tear. Yeah, just my boy's been cooked. Would have liked to see them bring in someone to challenge him in that right wing spot. I think Reese Nelson might get a bigger role this season. Yeah, he's just signed a new deal. So I assume with that comes kind of assurances that he's going to be playing. I don't know whether you like look to maybe bring Smith Rowe into that right hand side role. Yeah, I've seen as so different... during preseason Fabio Vieira has been playing on that side. Yeah, didn't really get too much look at Fabio Vieira last season. You had no. glimpses, and he and he you look to see you can see his quality there, but yeah. I didn't really know what he was best at doing. Fabio Vieira is an interesting one because for me he is technical quality out the wazoo. He reminds me massively when he plays on the right hand side of Bernardo Silva when they yeah, play him agreed. on the right hand side. He's not as physically tenacious. Like, Benazio, he doesn't look like a man mountain, but he will, like, foul you constantly. His, like, energy is crazy. He's mad physical, yeah. Off the ball work rate is crazy. One of the best in the league. Fabio Vieira doesn't have that, but, like, on the ball, they're kind of similar. They look to draw in players and then beat them one-on-one, and then their technical quality is really good. So he reminds me of that, but, yeah, he just is lacking a little bit on the physical side. But I think Fabio Vieira is an interesting one. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. Uh, definitely. I, one interesting thing um, that's happened in the last day or so is David Raya is, looks to be signed for Arsenal. What was it, for 40 million? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So for me, I, but I know Matt Turner's maybe... On his way out. On his it? way out to Forest. Yeah, I think so. They're torn between him or Dean Anderson. Yeah, yeah so they're looking to bring someone in, hopefully, to challenge uh, Aaron Ramsdale. I don't know if Raya might be the better keeper. I think he probably is. Stat-wise, I know Tifo put out a little comparison between them both. Stat-wise, he definitely is. I think the kind of take-homes from that were that Ramsdale, at his best, is only ever, like, average level. Like, Max is, like, fifth. Whereas, like, Raya, at his very best, is, like, top two keepers in the league. But it's, like, how consistently are they there at that best? Yeah. Raya is consistently nearer his best than Ramsdale is nearer his I best. I think David Rea is like a, an outrageous keeper and I think 40 million is a really good... I think like a lot of teams will be thinking that could have been our, our guy. Yeah, it's a weird one because I really like Ramsdale and I think he saved us a lot last he, season. He like, but then... so many clutch saves yeah, and like yeah. there's so many points in the game where he would make like an outrageous save yeah, he is a really and good the goal momentum goal. switches because yeah. he's done that. And you can't really put a price on that. 100%. I but think there was a lot quality. of times towards the end of last season where I think he put you at risk. Yeah. And I think he conceded goals where David Ryan probably would have Yeah, that. I watched a video with him that came out recently. I don't want to go into it too much because it is actually quite deep, but about like um, his family situation to the end, towards yeah. the end of last yeah. season and how it was like quite a big time. And um, he was like, Arteta asked him if he needed time off towards the end of the season and... He said no, and Arteta said, that's fine, whatever you want to do, blah, blah, blah. But you can tell there's that obviously has taken a toll on him. 
but yeah, I definitely agree that he saved us a lot, but like that Southampton game to give away two goals early on in the game. I think we can do better than him, but I wouldn't necessarily you don't want to go shake up the pot right too up. much. <clears throat> you can tell he's quite a good guy in the changing room as well. He's got a good he's personality. He's vocal, like he's clearly a leader on the pitch. But that's the thing. If you want to be at the very top, you've got to be ruthless. ruthless. It's ruthless. Yeah, you've got to yeah. be ruthless. Like for me, Man United, have, they've got rid of De Gea and they brought in Onana. Mm. I've seen a lot of debate who's better, Onana or Ramsdale. For me, Onana head and shoulders. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Yeah. And you're you're the team who finished second in the Premier League last season. You want to challenge for that title this year, but you a rival who finished what was it one place behind you? Yeah, have gone and signed a better keeper than you. But that's because they had a problem in the keeper spot. They had we a problem. Don't in the necessarily keeper spot. have a problem. You have you, well. You no, we a, don't. Like, no, you wouldn't no, look at no, the let's, let's, team. Let, on, on before the, the Raya links. You wouldn't look at the Arsenal team and be like Ramsdale's a problem. Yeah, no. I, I if, if I was Arsenal, I would have spent that forty million definitely bringing in like a. Either another centre back or, or like a winger. maybe a better left back. Yeah. Or maybe a right winger to challenge Saka. Yeah. Uh, For yeah. me, I like what you've done so far. I think Julian Timber as well is a fantastic addition. He's going to go so under the radar as a sign in. I think he's, he's going to be so, so good. good. I, so but good. he started in the left back role against Monaco, right? He can play left back, right back, centre back. The guy is technically so good on the ball. Obviously, when you come up through the Ajax ranks. Technically, yeah. on the ball, you, you're techie. And you're at Croatian football. Mate, his through. energy is so good up and down the pitch. I, I think the, it, the thing for me, though, is where like the equilibrium of the team, I, I'm worried that it might have been thrown off. You don't need to um, worry, mate. So, let's quickly, before we have a little half-time interval... And then we'll move on to Man City. Let's, let's talk about how we expect Arsenal to sort of line up yes. in the Community Shield. So... David Raya is not confirmed yet. Nothing's really got so, and I can't see him coming in and instantly displacing Aaron Ramsdale. So Aaron Ramsdale, we support you. I'm big a Ramsdale sh- fan. No big shout out as well because he came out and he spoke about all this uh, the issue he had with his Go wife's read baby. The article or the watch the video is yeah, yeah no, it's and we do sometimes forget that these players are people too. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So yeah, and it's important that players are able to you know be human as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Aaron um, Ramsdale in goal. Centre back Perrin that saw so much success last season, and the injury to William Saliba was the one of the points in the season where you could put a pinpoint Arsenal's downfall. Bingo. But uh, Willie Saliba, you like Willie? Big Willie. Big Willie back. We love Big Willie here at the board. And um, he's going to be partnered alongside his man in crime, Gab. His man in crime. Well, I, I said partnered and then like yeah, his partner <laughs> he's in crime. Partnered with his man in crime, Gabriel, Gabriel Magalhaes. Magalhaes. I think. One of the most underrated centre backs in the league. Agreed. He's like I, he, I get like Matip vibes. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. I think both you underrated. Get, oh, like, underrated because they're next to like a Rolls Royce. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, right back. Who's going to play right back? Is going to be Timber, Ben White. I think it's going to be Ben White. But <laughs> I think where we went wrong, well, not went wrong. You kind of can't help it. Is like we were talking about the Willie Saliba injury. Is that we while that happened, we had Tommy Yasu injured as well. So there was no depth in terms of the right-hand side centre-back and right-back. Whereas now, with Timber, with Tomiyasu back fit and with Saliba back fit, even if we lose Tomiyasu or lose Ben White, we've got Tomiyasu to go in there, we've got Timber to go in there. Kiriol can play right centre-back, left centre-back. He's definitely better at left centre-back. But yeah, we've got depth in the defensive area, which we didn't have last season. Zinchenko probably won't start because his wife's just had a baby. So... 
and he hasn't been at the last couple of preseason games. So it's not something I just thought about. I was just literally looking up something on my phone. Man City, yeah, we saw them last, uh, sign Nathan Ake, Akanji, right? Mm-hmm. And their back line were players who were like all six foot. Mm. We spoke about this in a previous preview. I can't remember who we were talking about was maybe Newcastle, where we talk, spoke about when I think it was Newcastle when we spoke about when Mourinho came into Premier League. He literally had a centre, he had like Brandon Slavovanovic, John Terry, and like Carvalho, and all these like giant players. So they would just never concede goals in the box. They would physically dominate, act, act, like yeah. dominate their opponents. I think what Arsenal are doing here is kind of similar to that and what Man City done. Man City brought in Akanji and Aki. You had a back line at some, season, at some point last season mm. of like Akanji, Aki, um, Diaz, Stones. Yeah, yeah it's good. So, and they're all like six foot. They're basically, that's four centre-backs. Yeah, yeah, You've got Ben White, Willie Saliba, Gabriel Magalhaes and probably Euron Timber. Timber's a bit smaller. Yeah, Timber's but, not that tall. But he's 5'10", but he's taller than Zinchenko. He's bigger than Tierney. Yeah, I reckon he can put himself. And so, so you've got that sort of like physical, that, nature, yeah, that, yeah, and it's almost like you. you I can imagine Timber playing centre back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing centre back for a bit for Ajax. Yeah, exactly. I think so, if we had like a bit of a defensive crisis, he'd step in. And I think what we're gonna see. I like, I, I like that uh, the idea of that a lot. I think during the season, what we'll see is if we have Zinchenko, Ben White will play because Zinchenko will tuck in from the left. Mm-hmm. But if we play Tierney, who we saw towards the end of the last season, Arteta asked him to tuck in, he couldn't really do it. So we'll play Tierney on the left-hand side. We'll he can Timber. play wide. And Timber on the right, who will tuck in and play that kind of role that Zinjenko would play, but on the opposite side. Do you think... We've got options. In the Community Shield, you might start with Ben White, Saliba, Magalhaes and Timber. And yeah, Timber I think... Um, yeah, I could see Timber playing left-back. I think Tierney's had like... a good preseason, And there was a lot of talks about him leaving to Newcastle. I think those talks have died down. I think he Newcastle has been... signed... Uh, Teen, uh, they signed Livermento, haven't they? Yeah, they have signed Livermento, and I th- you see they linked to Cancelo, which would be crazy. But um, yeah, I think Tierney has had assurances from Arteta that he's in like our plans. I think he's a good player, but yeah, I think Timber will probably start a left back. He's had a really good preseason. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. So yeah, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, Ramsdale, Ben White, Willie Saliba, Gabriel Magalhaes, Yuri Timber making up the back four and goalkeeper. We're talking Thomas Party in the six with Rice in that left eight role, but maybe a little bit deeper than we saw him against the likes Monaco, of Monaco. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really strong defensive foundation. Mate, really strong defensive foundation. A lot of battlers in there. A lot of battlers. Uh, it's a lot of... Uh, it's going to condense the space. Man City's technicians aren't going to have the the, uh, the space to work as much as they do. They're not going to be able to draw out the, the players as much. They're going to be a very compact Arsenal 4-3-3. Uh, but yeah, and then obviously Odegaard playing that sort of... We might even see it be out of possession of 4-2-3-1. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see Odegaard probably playing that forward, that most progressive eight or sort of that floating 10 role. Mm-hmm. Then with Martinelli on the left, Sack on the right, and then Trossard as that... Um, yeah, it's Trossard or Nketiah. But I think if we're looking to... Any chance we have the ball to hold on to it, you've got to play Trossard. I think his kind of ball retention and IQ is a bit better than Nketiah. I just think that like if, if you want if you want to cause one. if you want to cause Man City problems, who's going to cause them more problems? Trossard with his IQ and just his technical ability or Eddie with his like instinct. Yeah. Like and Eddie me, instinct around the goal is infinitely better than Trossard. But it's like how many chances will we get to get near that goal? So I think he's trying to I weigh think that Trossard, up. And yeah, so let's not put it past him. Trossard can he knows where the back of the net is. He does indeed, yeah. But yeah, for me, that is sort of how Arsenal are going to line up. I'm, I'm excited to see how it works. I'm excited to see sort of the... Um, the bloody boys. 
saw a TikTok of some guy on Arsenal Fan TV saying that Arteta constantly is reinventing football. <laughs> reinventing the wheel. As if he's not like the student of Pep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the student. And he's just copying what Pep me. does, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fair play. No, it's uh, interesting. We'll uh, have a little break. It's half time. We'll come back. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Hello, guys. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to be switching our focus to the, the blue treble side, winners. The treble winners. The blue side of Manchester. None other than Pep City's citizens. Pep City citizens? Pep citizens. Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Um, are you nervous? Yeah, City are just a fucking nightmare. The problem is, though, like, I, I look at some of their... I've seen like, some of their preseason content, and it just seems like immaculate vibes as well. Like, Haaland, Grealish, just, like... I saw a picture. I'll see if I can send it to Luke, and he can put it in the edit for this video. It was Haaland coming to training. He looks like just, like, a little girl that's gone camping. What, with the braids? Braids. He had, like, a kind of slinged bag over his shoulder. I was like, mate, if you had no clue about football... You'd think that was like a little... That is just like a joke, I was going to say man, Ukrainian yeah. girl. Yeah, but... just like a joke man or yeah. something. Just a little yeah. Swedish girl that's gone camping. Yeah, no, he, but he's, uh, he's just bang for he's, he's actually the like the most, hot, the most elite footballer in the world right now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, Man City's transfer window has been not too exciting thus far. They lost the yeah. likes of Riyad Mahrez to Al-Halal. Al-Halal. They've lost uh, Ilkay Gundogan to Barcelona. Barcelona. And they've signed uh, one Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea, which I actually quite like the signing of. Yes. So that's a very... Yes, we will get into that. Pep sort of knows what he wants from yeah. that, that man. A couple of question marks over Laporte, Walker and Cancelo. Yes. But for but now, they are still there. Almost certainly confirmed is uh, one Josep Guardiola. Ooh, baby. Which could be, I think, for around a fee of £70 million. Pounds. Five-ish mil, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a very good signing. That could be problematic. I saw one Rory Jennings. Have we brought him up already on this pod? I don't know, no. probably. I saw someone, he said that Radio wouldn't even start for Man City. Yeah, but you could say that about anyone. Cause and like, I was Man, like, City, what? Man City have such a plethora of players. They have such quality throughout their team and their bench that you never know who's going to start. It's called Pep Roulette for a reason. Yeah. But, but Gavardio you know, starts. Gavardio starts, yeah. He, yeah. He's like maybe Europe's most elite young centre-back. Yeah. Behind Willie Saliba. But yeah, no, City are full to the brim with talent. But I think as a City, like if you were a City fan looking into this window, you probably wouldn't be overly excited about what's happened so far. Obviously, there's still about a month left. Yeah, I mean, so but for me... Right now... The main question is about that right back spot. Like, there's a lot of question about Carl Walker. Where is he mm. going to Bayern Munich? Is he? I, I, like, is he past it a little bit? Who knows? I don't think so personally. No. He's not at the same level he was, but he, he was such a head and shoulders above everyone else that yeah, he yeah. close. Cancelo. Pep doesn't want him. What's going on? Yeah, I, I think so. I saw Pep come out and say that he doesn't <clears throat> want um, Cancelo in his squad. So, I think they're very much looking to moving on. Um, but yeah, Carl Walker, I think, is a, a situation that needs to be looked into because you can't have John Stones playing right back. He's shown himself towards the end of last season that he is one of the world's best centre-backs slash DMs. So you can't force him out right back just because you haven't recruited. But they sort of played him right back, didn't they, into that? Yeah. Well, I I mean... know, they had a, a Kanji kind of play the right centre-back role and then Stones in the middle would push forward. 
But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it, it sort of shapes up. The problem is you you don't actually, no one knows. Like Pep might start the Community Shield and have Calvin Phillips playing DM. He very much might. Like you just never know. But for me, this team is as scary as ever. Well, you're fortunate in the fact that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be injured for the first few games of the season, it's looking yeah, like. Yeah, he normally pulls his schlong out and absolutely destroys us every time he plays us. He'll, he'll be no like to on a it. bit of a stinker and then he'll pull up to Arsenal and think, yeah, fuck that, I'm going to bag a hat. Do you know why? It's because you said he's uh, way past it. Yeah, I did, didn't I? But yeah, um, I like. I'm excited this season though to see Phil Foden hopefully be integrated and get consistent minutes. I want him to be. I want this to be his breakout, not his breakout season. I want it to be the season where he really he pulls his schlong out and dicks on the Premier well, League. Well, do you know why I think he'll be doing that? Is because is that? the person that's been taking his spot, De Bruyne, I think he's on his way out. Yeah, no, and I, I think Foden will get more of a role in that kind of floating ten, and show that he is one of the best players in the world. Then we're going to see a lot more of Cole Palmer this season as well. I really rate him. Big fan of Cole Palmer. I liked Rico Lewis as well. I thought he was good. I'm impartial on Rico Lewis. I like him and maybe he is that right back that will fill in for Cole Walker. He's definitely more uh, kind of... He's more of a generic right back than John Stones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's like their only right back option and he's a bit more savvy when it comes to tucking in and playing that midfield role than Cole Walker is. So, I think we will see a lot more of Rico Lewis, but it's like, can you rely on him to do the fucking 60 games a season that Man City plays? Probably not. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. We'll um talk about how they're going to line up or how we're expecting them to line up in the Community Shield. So, their only injuries at the minute are... Ake and De Bruyne. <coughs> You're right there, mate. Yeah, I just got a bit of a tickle on my throat. Um... <laughs> in goal we've got Edison obviously one of the best goalkeepers in the league uh, Diaz and Stone centre backs and then I think it's going to be pr- I don't know it's like do they so Laporte I said he has a question mark around him do they play him in this game at left back because they they haven't got many options you play maybe a Kanji left back and then Carl Walker if he's still there he has been playing in the preseason so if he hasn't left you play Carl Walker Agreed, yep. And then Rodri in the DM role, obviously John Stone stepping forward to play alongside him. I think Foden will play the central kind of eight slash ten. You'll have Bernardo Silva on one wing, Jack Grealish on the other. Yep. And then probably Haaland and Alvarez. I think both of them will start. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a season for Alvarez to show what he's about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just that forward line you've got Grealish Foden Silver that's just that's nice no one gets close to any of them no yeah that's nice. and then in front of them you've got the biggest goal scoring machine maybe in the history of football yeah he's a pure goal scorer just yeah. disgusting he's gonna break 40 goals this season do you know what I'm thinking about it Alvarez and Haaland reminds me of when fucking England used to line up with Emil Heskey and Michael Owen <laughs> but like like Haaland yeah, it's like a big guy and a little guy, and but this is like that to the absolute max. But they're both just monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, this is like it, that to the max. Yeah, it's gonna be scary. I, I, the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope for anyone this season is that Man City's back line is a little bit is question marks about it. But they're going out, they're buying Vario, which is weird. It, not, not weird. That's it's weirdly correct. 
weirdly. Correct. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, it, it, you're looking for a, a weakness in this team. The only things I can say is the the, un, the unsure nature of whether Walker, Cancelo, yeah. Laporte are going to be there. I think, I think for me, a potential weakness, and it's not a weakness because you've got Haaland that scores 17 million goals, is that they're losing a lot in terms of end product when they lost Gundogan and Mares. Mares is a double digits goals and assist player. Gundogan is a double digits goals and assist player and a big game player. They're both big yeah, game players. Yeah, big game players, yeah. To lose both of them is big. Obviously, they've done so well they won everything you can win but to lose them both in one window I think it, and not bringing anyone to kind of not I know Kovacic isn't a direct Gundogan replacement but I think he can do similar things similar yeah but no one to replace Mares at that level and I, I think that for me would be a worry that if this front line of Grealish Alvarez Haaland Foden doesn't work there isn't a plan B really yeah no it, they're very much stuck to it I saw a, um, a video of Ajax players after training being asked who the most underrated player of all time was mm-hmm. and the most popular pick were uh, was Ilkay Gundogan and Tony Kroos that's when you know you know game. yeah Ilkay Gundogan just it, it, uh, yeah Gundogan for me I think Kroos gets ratings I think yeah 100% but he's like five time Champions League winner he gets his ratings yeah 100% whereas Gundogan hasn't really been in like he's never been the star man he wasn't in like the Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets. He wasn't in the Cruz, Casemiro, Modric. He'd kind of just been floating around doing his own thing. Yeah. But he is in that conversation of those kind of six players. I wonder if we'll see Calvin Phillips get more of a role. Like Pep likes to do this thing where he brings players in, give them sort of a year to settle. Mm. Then he starts giving them a chance or so. But it's the break or break, or break season for him because he, he needs a big season. Because his England, he was starting name on the England team sheet. And with the World Cup, not in the World Cup, Euros coming around in 2024 next year, he'll want to be on that England um, team. Yeah, but 100%. I think his England career is slowly falling Dwindling, down the yes. Yeah, no, I do agree with you there. Should we do some predictions? Yes. I think Arsenal are going to do it. I think City have had a really good preseason. I watched their game against Bayern Munich. They look good. Bayern Munich look good as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're Arsenal. And I'm going to back us till the end. I think we do it 2-1. You want to predict goal scorers? Yep. I'm going to go Saka and Odegaard. And who's for Man City? And then for Man City's Haaland. Man of the match is going to be Declan Rice. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to go for a 3-1 City. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to go Alvarez and I'm going to go Phil Foden. Yeah. And then I'm going to go for a Martinelli goal. Okay. My second prediction (laughs) is that Phil Foden gets man in the match and he drops like two goals and an assist. Yeah. That's why, like, if I use my head, but my heart is what I said earlier. I just want want Phil to have, like, the most, like, fantastic season ever. Yeah, just not starting right now. Just, I just... Oh, so do I, but also I don't want the conversations to be like him or Saka again, because Saka is my guy. No, no, but we just like we've Feels been good. off everything, yeah. And like England, the lineup is just Harry Kane for the. This is for the Euros, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ideal lineup: Harry Kane, you got Saka on the right. Yeah. Who do you have on the left? Marky Rashford, Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish. Yeah. And then you've got Foden in the ten, and you've got Rice and Bellingham. 
It's just, and it's lo- what are you going to do about it? Southgate, mate. It's what easy. are you going to do about it's it? It's easy. It's easy. We just need that we, easy. We went from, but we, England have gone from having a plethora of right backs to choose from yeah. to Reese James and Trent having the most important seasons of their lives mm. because Walker's pretty much on his way out. Yeah. And Trippier, I don't know if he's, he had a good season last season, yeah, to be yeah. fair. But we, I think know. Trent is going to cook this season. I hope he does. He, he's he's it, gone back to his like. Yeah, his best I was, mate, I was like, going to send it to you. I was crud, like, you know, Trent is cooking when he's yeah, just got yeah. like the skin fade back. And I saw Klopp gave him like vice captaincy yeah, as well. Mate, guys can cook. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for yeah. it. I'm excited for Liverpool this season actually, but they need to sign a centre uh, CDM yeah, as well. Big time. You've got two. You're not having any of them. Yeah, it's weird. Let us know. This has been a much shorter podcast than usual, but we haven't got too much to talk about because we've literally spoken about all these teams ad nauseum. Oh, that was nice. And like you said, like we said, if you haven't seen them, go over to our YouTube channel. We've got all 20 Premier League teams previewed how they did last season, how their transfer window's gone, what we think they're going to do this season. Um, yeah, it's going to be sick. The season is starting. We've got content at nauseum <laughs> coming and so make yeah. sure you are subscribed so you don't miss a beat yeah we're like Ross said we're going to be firing on all cylinders come the start of the season and yeah the content's coming and it's not going to stop coming Mate, it's going to be good so much content no, no, come in, you know, no, no, coming. but yeah thank you for watching guys we do appreciate all your support let us know down below who you think is going to come out victorious in the community shield it's been Board Draw, episode number 50-something, and it's live.